Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. Tommy Dolby leaned back in his chair and rubbed his face, trying to scrub away his pale, sun-deprived features. It didn't work, of course, but at least the blood rushing into his skin felt warm. Sighing, he bent forward, blinking with bleary eyes at the empty bank. Everyone else had gone home already. The lights were mostly shut off. He would kill the rest after he finished with his last meeting of the day. Twilight was approaching quickly, the last sputtering glints of daytime ricocheting off nearby towers of steel and glass, giving everything a vaguely Halloween glow. Frowning, he double-checked his appointment book again. Who the hell expects to apply for a loan after normal business hours? But the caller had been adamant. Something about the benefactor not arriving into town until later? Whatever. Tommy didn't mind a little extra overtime. That's what made him so invaluable to this particular financial institution. Earned him all those awards. Most loans closed in the first quarter. Best account manager of the year. Greatest sales executive of the decade. He kept the trophies on a shelf just behind him, so clients would know they were in good hands. Well... Good hands being a subjective term. In spite of the accolades, Tommy was also very, very good at skimming accounts. He had quite a nest egg reserved in an offshore account at a rival banking partner. With any luck, and another year of shuffling pennies around on paper, he'd be able to spend the rest of his Christmases someplace warmer than Boston. Not that Beantown was all that bad in July, mind you. Sometimes, he'd take his lunch right here at his desk, close his office door, turn his chair around, and eat a cheese sandwich while he watched all the pretty young things walk past on the sidewalk. Lanky, tattooed blondes and tight cutoffs, strutting on well-muscled legs made taut at the gym each morning crop-top leather goths, decked out in black leggings and matching combat boots. He liked all types, really. Liked seeing them, drinking them in with his eyes. It filled him up, and as he sat there for thirty minutes, munching hungrily on his Munster and whole wheat, grinding and pulping the food between his teeth until it was reduced to a ball of glutinous mush that he swallowed down, barely tasting it. Then, satiated, he got back to work and tried not to dread the cooler seasons that inevitably covered up that lovely scenery. Perhaps tonight, once his meeting was over, he'd walk the four blocks to the bar district, grab dinner, and gaze at the young people, breathe in their essence, bask in their ignorant exuberance. 
Maybe he'd catch the attention of someone. Someone on his same wavelength. Someone who could appreciate two good, strong hands. Tommy's reverie was broken by someone clearing their throat. His half-closed eyes snapped into focus. Sitting in the chair on the other side of the desk was a tall, gaunt-looking man, dressed in a plain, ill-fitting black suit and wearing a faint smirk that seemed vaguely taunting, as if the stranger knew what he'd been thinking about a moment ago. Tommy hadn't heard the man come in. Shouldn't the front door have chimed? He straightened in his chair and tried not to look flustered. You're uh, with STS, he asked. I am in their employ, so to speak, the man rasped in a dry voice, his unblinking gray eyes fixed on Tommy's face and that half-smile persisting. You may call me Mr. Sutton. Tommy swallowed and shuffled paperwork on his desk until he was able to find the folder. He opened it, running his finger down the margin of a loan application. Well, Mr. Sutton, I see here your paperwork is incomplete. For instance, where and when was STS Entertainment founded? He looked expectantly at the man, who merely returned his glance with a glassy stare and a slightly wider smile. Uh, and you've left the business references blank. I assume you have those with you now? The man crossed his legs and rested his skeletal hands on his knobby kneecaps. Unfortunately, no. And it says here you're applying for a financing of a... a freak show? Tommy looked up in disbelief. Quite so, Sutton purred. Our freaks are homegrown, you might say. Our show is well curated. As in what you'd call politically correct, Tommy pointed out. Sutton nodded. Positively anachronistic. Closing the folder on the incomplete loan application, Tommy reached into a desk drawer and pulled out a small wooden rubber stamp. He uncapped it, then pressed firmly down on his appointment book, right next to the words STS Entertainment. When he pulled the stamp back, one word appeared next to the meeting entry. Declined. Look, Mr. Sutton, without that information, I can't approve the loan. Not to mention, our bank doesn't like to get involved in anything controversial. I'm sure you can understand. Maybe you'd have better luck elsewhere, but I believe our business has concluded for now. He stood up and extended his hand across his desk. I'm sorry. The man in black rose slowly from his chair. As he did so, the faint sound of calliope music drifted in from somewhere. Tommy wondered if there was a circus in town. He shivered slightly. My benefactor, 
will also be sorry to hear there shall be no loan, Mr. Sutton intoned, though the thin grin he wore displayed no trace of regret. As for our business with you, Tommy Dolby, it is far from concluded. Tommy stared at the man in disbelief, even as he became aware of something moving against his pant leg. Eyes widening, he looked down to the dark space beneath his desk, drinking in the sight of a little person dressed as a mime, white face smiling back up at him, while slowly opening a pair of comically oversized scissors, the kind used at ribbon-cutting ceremonies, like, say, for a bank opening. The Lovecraft Tapes Podcast is copyright 2021. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes Podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.